Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glory to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Van Malini Manjuri Mataji from Lower. And today Mataji will enlighten us on what Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 1, Verse 40. Hare Krishna Mataji, please take over the call. Hare Krishna. My Dandavat Pranam to all the assembled devotees on the call. Thank you so much, uh, Mataji. Can you all hear me, Mataji and Prabhuji, clearly? Yes. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you so much. I'm, for, um, I'm very fortunate to associate with you all and discuss with Bhagavatam. We'll talk with Mangalachar and prayers. And then we will proceed to Ajamila's story. Om Agnana Timirandasya Agnanan Janashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Mena Tasmai Kvipura Venama Eheitanyamano Vistam Sakitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupah Kadamati Kadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru, Sri Yutapadakamalam, Sri Guru, Vaishnavamsham, Sri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatan, Vitam, Tamsajivam, Sadvaitam, Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha, Krishna Padan, Sagana Lalita, Sri Vishakan, Vitamsham, E Krishna, Karuna Sindhu, Dina Bando Chagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Rana Kanta Namostate Sapta Kanchana Gaurangi Rade Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamani Hari Vancha Kalpatarubhyacha Rupa Sindhu Vyayevacham Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Ananta Koti Vaishnavrindi Kijay, Srila Prabhupada Kijay. Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhara, Sri Vasadi Kaurabhattavanda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet So we are uh, in the first chapter of Panto, which is the history of the life of Ajamila. Uh, which glorifies the chanting of the holy name and which is the part of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So Ajamila left his body and then uh, Yamadutas and Vishnudutas are having a conversation. Yamadutas came to take him Looking at, the, looking at his life, all his life, thinking that he has committed a lot of sins, so he is eligible to go to the hellish planets. And Vishnu Dutas are also present there. Um, and then Vishnu Dutas are asking Yamadutas to speak if they are really, like if you are really, if you are actually servants of Amaraja, you must explain to us the meaning of religious principles and the symptoms of a religion. And then they say, what is the process of punishing others? Who are the actual candidates for punishment? Are all karmis engaged in fruitive activities punishable? Or only some of them? So these are some questions which Vishnu Dutas have asked Yamadutas. This looks very uh, uh, apt and uh, correct because we all should be knowing. This is, even though a little glimpse of this chapter is given, at least sometimes... We might, be, um, uh, we might be wondering that we are suffering unnecessarily. There are uh, 
we are not supposed to be having these kinds of sufferings in our lives. We have been very nice, good, doing good karma all along. Um, and then we, we, uh, we are not eligible for these kinds of suffering. But we are not aware of the rules of, uh, 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 rules of, mostly maybe rules of dharma that we are supposed to follow in this lifetime on this earth. And also we don't know, we don't have that much clarity. It's not like available like a constitution or like a book where, law book where we can go and see like this is, this is what is punishable. So this question, this conversation between the Vishnu Dutas and uh, Emadutas, who both are the servants of Lord Vishnu and Emaraja, and Emaraja himself is a servant of Lord Krishna, Narayana. So they are having a conversation. Um, and then now from verse 40 to 55, almost, uh, Emadutas answer these questions of Vishnu Dutas. So the Emadutas started replying, 6.1.40. Yamadhuta Uchuhu Veda Pranihito Dharmo He Adharmasyat Adviprayaha Vedo Narayana Sakshat Swayamburiti Sushruma Translation in purpose by Sila Prabhupada Sila Prabhupada Ki Jai The Yamadhutas replied That which is prescribed in the Vedas constitutes Dharma The religious principles and the opposite of that is a religion the Vedas are directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, and are self-born. This we have heard from Amaraja. So this they answered. Vedas constitute Dharma. Veda Pranihito Dharma. Pranihito means prescribed. Vedas prescribe Dharma. So whatever is mentioned in the Vedas is actually the things that should be done. That is the right way of doing the things. And now we don't know all the four Vedas. Sama, Yajur, Rug and Adharva Vedas. All of them have the prescribed religious principles. What should we, what should a human being on this earth should be doing, should be performing. He Adharmasya Tad Viprayaha. Viprayaha, opposite. So whatever is not mentioned in the Vedas is Adharma, the religious principles. Very clear. But the problem is only that we don't know what all is mentioned in Vedas. But here Yamadutas are very clear that whatever is mentioned in Vedas is Dharma and whatever is not mentioned in the Vedas is Adharma. Vedo Narayana Sakshat Vedas are not written by somebody manufactured by some human being who has this four defects. This we see in the first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam itself like human beings have a tendency to do mistakes their senses are not perfect. Um, they are. They have a cheating propensity. So that's why the laws made by them are not like full full fruit. Like you know, they will fall in all situations. If you be, if you are observing the laws of this material world, they keep changing. And sometimes whoever lobbies most for certain thing, uh, that that gets approved and that becomes the law. So that is not the case with. Vedas. Because Veda, Vedo Narayana Sakshat. Vedas are the books of knowledge. Directly, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has come directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada even writes in the Patpat that he did not sit down and manufacture. It came when he was breathing. So, Apaurushiyam. That's why Vedas are called Apaurushiyam. And Apaurushiyam means not spoken by human who have this imperfect senses and cheating propensity and who does mistakes. They are performed by all perfect supreme they are spoken by all perfect supreme personality of Godhead, whose senses are not like our senses which are controlled by the modes. So Vedas Narayana Sakshat Sakshat means directly by himself. And Swayam Bhu, who is Narayana? Narayana there is nobody who is cause for the Narayana. Narayana is not, uh, Narayana doesn't have a father. Swayam Bhuhu, self-born, self-sufficient. Appearing only from birth of Narayana and not being learned from anyone else. So Vedas are Swayam and self-sufficient. Because they are coming from Swayam They are coming from Narayana, they are self-born and self-sufficient. Nobody, like you know, they were 
nobody uh, framed them sit down and learn in spoken they are spoken by narayana iti like that sushruma we have heard from our uh, uh, we have heard from amaraja so yamadutas are also not saying that you know this is my rule i have the power to do the things i am doing my own rules generally little bit of power makes us feel like you know i can change the laws i can tweak them or i uh, uh, i can misuse them but amadutas are not like that they are good order carriers of lord amaraja so they are saying that we have heard like this from uh, amaraja so we are very clear vedas have the dharma religious principles and whatever the veda is not mentioned in the vedas or religious we will see the purport the servants of amaraja replied quite properly so that's why prabhupada says the servants of amaraja replied quite properly they are very clear they do not and they are not only clear they are very right also because they are quoting authorities and saying the answer they did not manufacture principles of religion or religion instead they explain what they have heard from the authority amaraja mahajano yena gatasapanta one should follow the mahajana the authorized person this is very 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 important most of the times we follow somebody or the other either we will make followers or we will follow somebody or the other this is the two categories and when we are following somebody or the other we have to make sure that the person that we are following is an authorized person we should not get carried away by the sweet words the way of explaining of the other person we definitely be our listening power is not that uh, uh like you know inefficient or um, is uh, it should not it, it should not be exploited by letting us hear all kinds of nonsense we should be hearing to an authorized person who is quoting from the sastras who is quoting rishis who is quoting his senior disciples and from then we have to hear and especially mahajanas who has the 12 authorities we have 12 mahajanas and amaraja is one of them so that's why the amadutas whatever they are saying is becomes more perf- more proper because they are quoting the 12 mahajanas who is amaraja therefore the servants of amaraja the amadutas replied with perfect clarity and when they said susruma we have heard the members of modern civilization manufacture defective religious principles through speculative concussion this is not dharma so whatever the speculative religious principles defective religious principles that uh, the society makes that is not dharma the dharma is mentioned in the vedas so we have to follow that that's why in olden days rajas are well versed in the dharmas or they keep a person who knows about them next to them as their advisor so the mantri or uh, the chief minister of the raja usually used to be a brahmana who has read the vedas who knows what is right what is wrong to educate the king in doing his prince in in doing the administration nowadays we don't find that kind of atmosphere and that's why the rajas the administrators are so much so selfish that they are only accumulating uh, for themselves uh, properties and also uh, they are they also have lot of other motives than serving the people that's why they keep changing the laws for their benefit or for the benefit of the people who have lobbied who has voted for them or from whom they are getting the benefits so all these things are getting manipulated they do not know what is dharma and what is adharma therefore as stated in the beginning of shrimad bhagavatam dharma projhita kaitavotra dharma not supported by vedas is rejected from shrimad bhagavata dharma bhagavata dharma comprises only that which is given by the supreme personality of godhead bhagavata dharma is sarva dharman varityajya mamekam saranam vaja so what is bhagavata dharma dharma projhita kaitavotra dharma not supported by the vedas is rejected in shrimad bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam supports only bhagavata dharma and what is bhagavata dharma surrendering to the supreme personality of godhead one must accept the authority of supreme personality of godhead and surrender to him and whatever he says that is dharma so whatever krishna says that is dharma so those devotees who try to please krishna in all circumstances keeping their own personal preferences aside personal inconvenience of uh, uh, inconveniences aside or actually those who are doing bhagavata dharma 
whether i like or not whether i uh, uh, whether i am interested in the in this or not whether this is difficult for me or not easy for me not whether i am qualified or not if i have to do a service to krishna to please krishna and there is nobody else there i just go ahead and do that service following the acharyas following guru following krishna depending on the mercy of krishna and guru for the pleasure of the lord i may not be like to cook but if there is nobody present in the kitchen to cook this more uh, and then we are supposed to cook and offer to the lord i will just go ahead and cook with my own capacities depending on krishna and do otherwise i may i may really not like to cook if given a chance i may don't want to cook for example i am saying but that is something that may please krishna because there is nobody else to do the service and we will go ahead and do i may be liking something very much very dear to me i am a good singer for suppose i am not i am jaying for example and then i was prepared all to sit down and sing and do a beautiful kirtan i've been meditating on that i've been thinking about it like i'm going to do like this do like that and suddenly in the last minute some devotee will come and ask mataji can i do the kirtan and everybody there and i also know that maybe i am little better than that person but then because that devotee sincerely wanted to serve krishna and that pleases krishna we should be backing off so same arjuna don't wanted to fight and he gave many reasons uh for not fighting i am very compassionate about my relatives families and friends it is very difficult to find uh, fight battles with loved ones it's easy to fight battles with outside people we will be all so i used to hear a saying in my childhood from my uh some of us can fight inside and at outside we won't be able to fight we won't be able to talk but some of us always it's very difficult to fight these kind of battles with the inside people with our loved ones so for arjuna it was so difficult to punish the miscreants who are aggressors sons of dhritarashtra so arjuna thought that you know i will get sin or i won't be able to enjoy anything after all the loved ones i have uh, to with whom who are my relatives and friends are dying um or because of this war so many people will die and then the future generations will not have any elderly people family traditions will be destroyed and uh, there will be a progeny with low consciousness so arjuna has so many reasons for not fighting and he thought that that is dharma he's he's doing the right thing by protecting all these kind of reasons what he has said but krishna ordered him to do that and he went ahead after hearing the bhagavad gita and went ahead with the um, war because krishna has already killed them they are they are eligible to be killed long back krishna just wanted to glorify arjuna this kurukshetra war and all and uh, they, they, uh, arjuna is just becoming an instrument in the hands of krishna so prabhupada says arjuna for example thinking that violence was adharma was declining to fight but krishna urged him to fight Arjuna abided by the orders of Krishna and therefore he is actually called a dharmi because the order of Krishna is dharma order of Krishna is dharma and whatever we are doing uh to please Krishna according to Krishna not like our own mental concussion where Krishna is saying patram pushpam palam toyam you offer me any of those things with love i accept that i uh, we cannot say that krishna i will also offer you with love um, uh, meat can you eat no krishna didn't say that krishna said patram pushpam phalam toyam offer those and eat so whatever krishna says if we do that then that is dharma krishna says in bhagavad gita vedaischa sarvair ahameva vedya the real purpose of veda knowledge is to is to know me one who knows krishna perfectly is liberated as krishna says in bhagavad gita so that's why the pure devotees of the lord they never think like oh whether i'll get sinful reactions whether i will be glorified later in coming days or whether i will not be glorified i will not be punished they just do the things for the pleasure of the lord because they understood the lord see we the main problem is we don't understand the lord many of the many people don't understand the lord the purpose of the vedas is to know krishna 
so one who knows krishna actually one who knows what is dharma earlier when we are discussing dharma is what that is spoken by vedas and there are four vedas uh, as, um, and then it is very difficult for us for us to know all the vedas and know what is right what is wrong memorize them and always practice them but what is the what is the easiest way to do that rendering devotional service to the lord because once we know the lord we know the vedas because that's the whole purpose of the vedas the whole purpose of the vedas is to know the supreme personality of god and one who knows him perfectly is liberated and how do we know that how do we know him if i have to know someone i have to please that person so that the person reveals to me who he is like randomly on the road people will not reveal themselves to others like putting a big pamphlet that i am this i am that they won't say they only reveal themselves to the closed people uh, to the people with whom they are close to people whom they love and krishna tells in bhagavad gita 12th chapter if you all um, remember those verses he uh, he says oh this person is very dear to me this person is very dear to me so there are many verses in the 12th chapter in devotional service where krishna says that same priya this is, this person is very dear to me this person is very dear to me so if we can become one of those persons who is very dear to krishna krishna will reveal himself to us and we will be knowing krishna fully then we will be knowing the vedas then we will be following the dharma for all that we have to start with devotional service and the few of the verses which krishna says who is very dear to him i'm just quoting them here one who is not envious but is a kind friend to all living entities who does not think himself a proprietor and is free from false ego who is equal in both happiness and distress who is tolerant always satisfied self controlled and engaged in devotional service with devo- determination his mind and intelligence fixed on me such a devotee of me is very dear to me he by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone who is equipoised in happiness and distress fear and anxiety is very dear to me my devotee who is not dependent on the ordinary course of activity who is pure expert without cares free from all pains and not striving for some result is very dear to me so 12.13 to 7 uh, 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 20 or the verses where krishna says who is very dear to him one who need one who neither rejoices nor grieves who neither laments nor desires and who renounces both auspicious and inauspicious things such a devotee is very dear to me one who is equal to friends and enemies who is equipoised in honor and dishonor heat and cold happiness and distress fame and infamy who is always free from contaminating association always silent and satisfied with anything who does not care for any residence who is fixed in knowledge and who is engaged in devotional service such a person is very dear to me those who follows this imperishable path of devotional service and who completely engage themselves with faith making me the supreme goal are very very dear to me so krishna concludes 12th chapter saying that those who follows this imperishable path of devotional service bhakti yoga and who completely engage themselves with faith not like not doubtingly with full faith that krishna is there for us and krishna is going to take care of us and whatever happening with us is the best that is happening at this point of time whether i like it or not making me the supreme goal we all may have temporary goals that i have a project to be delivered um i have an operation to be done i have a experiment to be done those are all temporary material goals with respect to our prescribed duties but we should always have our supreme goal our eternal goal our eternal uh, destination shelter that is krishna he should be our always permanent goal that that goal which towards which we always work every day we may be working towards our temporary goals but if but we remember we have to remember that we have to work towards our permanent goal whatever the other things that we are doing we are acting at the body level whatever the duties that we are doing according to the body and if we want to become a self realized person 
every day we should be doing the activities that are related to the soul also and what is the position of the soul soul is eternally servant of the supreme lord and soul what is the dharma of the soul bhakti yoga uh, it has to the we have many dharmas but what is the sanatana dharma eternal dharma is to render devotional service to the lord so we have to make sure in our day that we are dedicating a quality of a time for rendering service to the supreme personality of godhead then we are actually acting at the level of an atma that means almost we are acting at the level of a self realized person so so far we forgot that we are atma and we think that we are body and we are acting at the level of the body all the activities that we are doing so we completely forgot that we are atma but now we have a goal to reach krishna so krishna is our supreme goal and how do we reach him by acting at the level of atma so when we start acting when we start moving backwards like going the backwards like we have come so far away that we forgot that we are atma and we are part and parcel of krishna and we are servants of krishna we are so much engrossed that i am indian i am american i am black i am white i am beautiful i am not beautiful i am rich i am poor so we are playing all these kinds of roles which are at the body level so when we dedicate our time a good portion of our day in the service of the lord we are actually going towards the lord we are acting at the uh, atma level at the soul level and eventually when we increase this engage themselves with faith who completely engage so when we dedicate all our actions towards and act at the level of the soul and render service devotional service to the lord then we will become atmas we will uh, we will be self realized and we will reach our goal that is krishna so krishna is saying that person is very 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 dear to me who does this thing who engages to him bhaktasteetiya me priya yetu dharma amrutam idam yatoktam paryupasate sadhadana mat parama sadhadana with lot of faith and attention and determination mat parama keeping me as his ultimate goal so whatever the temporary goals that we have in our day that should never ever take us away far away from our permanent goal so we should not be committing ourselves into our material lives so much so that we will go away far away from krishna because sometimes we get carried away by our material needs my our material desires and we will be adding things to our life so much so that we we don't have time to uh, read the scriptures we don't have time to chant uh, we don't have time to uh, engage with devotees or we don't have time to do devotional uh, actual service to krishna so we get ourselves so busy with so many things we just have to remember that how much ever we have these sense gratifications or material appliances never ever our mind or heart says that you know enough stop it here we are good we have to do that voluntarily how we are doing to the devotional service sometimes some devotees come and say enough mataji i have attended enough i am attending one session per a class that is enough for me so we say very easily enough for devotional service but we won't say that for material enjoyment or sense gratification so we should be moving towards that we should not be packing our day so that so much so that we don't have time for all these things so when we speak about when we say some to some people when they say that i don't i'm not having ruchi in chanting i'm not able uh, then if i if i ask them are you doing a quality chanting no 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 i don't have time for those things at this point of time i have so many things to do it is it can never happen to me but that is where we should voluntarily do the things the food for the soul act at the level of the soul devotional service that should be our first priority in the day and on top of it we should be having all the other priorities for that we have to be very disciplined and we have to wake up early and chant um, and then engage ourselves in devotional service to the lord so this is what krishna is saying vedescha sarvesa ahameva vedyam and prabhupa says in 1.40 janma karma chame divyam evam yo veti tatvatah tyaktva deham punarjanma naiti mamiti sojana one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material body but attains my eternal abode o arjuna 
one who understands Krishna and abides by his order is a candidate for returning home back to Godhead. It may be concluded that Dharma, religion, refers to that which is ordered in the Vedas and Adharma, irreligions, refers to that which is not supported in the Vedas. So one who knows the worth and activities of Krishna as transcendental or not material, he upon leaving the body does not come back to this world. One who knows Krishna, one who acts in a way that he becomes dear to Krishna and when Krishna reveals himself to him and one who understands Krishna in full will never come back to this material world and he is the right candidate to go back to Godhead. Dharma is not actually manufactured by Narayana as stated in the Veda. Asya mahato bhutasya nisvasitam etad yad rigveda iti The injections of Dharma emanate from the breathing of Narayana, the supreme living entity. Narayana exists eternally and breathes eternally and therefore Dharma, the injections of Narayana also exist eternally. So, Dharma exists eternally. That which is spoken by the Lord, not the constitutional laws that we prepare. Srila Madhvacharya, the original Acharya for those who belong to the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya says, Vedanam Pratama Bhakta Harireva Yatho Vibhu Ato Vishnu Atmaka Veda Ityahur Veda Vadinaha. The transcendental words of the Vedas emanated from the mouth of Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the Vedic principles should be understood to be Vaishnava principles because Vishnu is the origin of the Vedas. The Vedas contain nothing besides the instructions of Vishnu and one who follows the Vedic principles is a Vaishnava. The Vaishnava is not a member of a manufactured community of this material world. A Vaishnava is a real knower of the Vedas as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Vedaishya Sarver Ahameva Vedyaha So, just because I put a tilak, I wear a, I wear a dhoti or I wear a sari and then I roam around in the temple acting as a devotee, I won't become a Vaishnava. I will become a Vaishnava when I follow the instructions of Vishnu. When I follow the instructions of Guru and I chant and when I know who is Vishnu, who is Krishna, by reading the scriptures, Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, most of the times I see that when we start reading Bhagavatam, many people, they think that oh, we, should, we don't need to need uh, Bhagavad Gita. Now I am qualified, I am graduated. Bhagavad Gita is for beginners, it's not for me. I'm now very high levelly advanced Bhagavatam and then uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita or, uh, or many other scriptures we dwell into. I don't say that we should not be dwelling into those deeper and deeper and trying to understand. We should be, but daily, daily we should have Bhagavad Gita reading also. Bhagavad Gita is basics. If those are the instructions of Krishna which we have to follow every day and then we should be reading Bhagavad Gita, cleansing our mind, cleansing ourselves from four Arshadvarkas, the six enemies that we have, lust, anger, greed, madness, illusion. We should be cleaning ourselves, we should be reading Bhagavad Gita every day. The more we read, the more we understand, the more we get realizations, the more every word, every chapter, every shloka, every word teaches us so much and that we have to follow and we have to practice then we understand Krishna when we understand Krishna when we know what pleases Krishna when we uh, know what Krishna wants us to do then we are already following the Dharma so Bhagavad Gita is Sarva Veda Saram Sarva Upanishad Saram so Bhagavad Gita uh, Bhagavad Gita Slokas Bhagavad Gita we should be reading in detail not like uh, practice I know reciting, memorizing the slokas is one part, but going deeper and deeper, listening to lectures and reading for our own is very, very important. So this was Amadutha's reply, whatever Krishna spoke is Dharma, whatever Krishna says is Dharma, remaining all is Adharma. Uh, 6.1.41 Yena Swadamna Ami Bhava Rajasatvata Mumaya Gunanama Kriya Rupair Vibhavayanti yathasatam So now they are going further. The supreme cause of all causes, Narayana, is situated in his own abode in the spiritual world. But nevertheless, he controls the entire cosmic manifestation according to the three modes of material nature, Sattva Guna, Rajoguna and Tamogna. 
In this way, all living entities are awarded different qualities, different names, such as Brahmana, Kshatriya and Vaishya, different duties according to the Varnashrama institution, and different forms. Thus, Narayana is the cause of the entire cosmic manifestation. So, they are telling this to Vishnu Dutas. Vishnu Dutas, who are the servants of Narayana, Vishnu, they already know who is Vishnu, but Amadutas are so cute that they are saying, you may be thinking, we are saying Vedas or Dharma means that which is spoken by Narayana, and you may, you may think that Narayana is an ordinary person, and uh, who... Uh, who has no, uh, who, who is very minute with uh, no powers or anything and we are saying that whatever spoken by him is Veda. So let me tell you who is Narayana, Vishnu Dutas. He is the supreme cause of all causes, Narayana. Swadhamni. He lives in his own place in the spiritual world. Although, although in his own place, he lives there but he can control everything. That is happening everywhere. Not just one universe where Ajamila is there. Many universes. Amni, all these bhavaha manifestation, rajasattva tamammaya, created by the three modes of material nature, guna qualities, nama, names, kriya activities, rupai and with forms, vibhavayante, are variously manifested, yatatatam, exactly to the right point. He is the creator of all these things. He is the maintainer of all those things and he awards different qualities, different names and different duties according to the Varnashrama system and everybody if they perform their own duty perfectly they can please Krishna. There is no need to uh, do someone else's duty, someone else's responsibilities. If we do what is our nature, what is very uh, coming to us by birth, we may be in one, any of these varnas and we may have those qualities. And by our actions, also we may be qualifying ourselves to any of these ashram, uh, any of these varnas. And ashramas are there for every one of us, spiritual categories. And different forms. Thus, Narayana is the cause of the entire cosmic manifestation. So we are following the rules and uh, the dharmas, um, the rules and regulations set by Narayana, who is the cause of all causes, who is the creator of this material universe, who is everything. The Vedas inform us, Tarput, Sila Prabhupada ki jai, Natasya karyam karanam cha vidyate, natat samas chabhyadikas cha drushyate, parasya sektir vividhaiva sruyate, swabhaviki jnana bhala kriyacha, Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is almighty, omnipotent. His multifarious energies and therefore he is able to remain in his own abode and without endeavor supervise and manipulate, manipulate the entire cosmic manifestation through the interaction of the three modes of material nature. Sattva, Raja, Tamogunas. These interactions create different forms, bodies, activities and changes which all occur perfectly because the Lord is perfect. Lord is perfect, so Lord's creation is also perfect. He lives in his own abode and without any extra endeavor, like if we have to manage something, if we have to maintain something, we get tired after that. But for Narayana, it's an easy job. He expands himself. For Krishna, Narayana, he expands himself and his expansions carry out the activities of this material world with interaction with the three modes. So that's why in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, a person, if he understands that everything is done under the influence of the mold, then he is actually in perfect knowledge. He knows that what is actually, who is, the, who is actually doing the things. So as long as we are conditioned, the modes act on us, the modes pull us. When Satvaguna wins the battle, we will be acting good. When Rajaguna wins the battle, we will be very passionate, so many desires to fulfill. When Tamoguna acts on us, we will be very lazy, we don't want to do anything, we are full of ignorance, we are very much into bodily conscious, we want to enjoy sense gratification, a lot of sense gratification. When we relieve ourselves from our conditioned state, when we start serving Lord, when we, uh, when we render devotional service to the Lord, and Krishna again says in the 14th chapter of Bhagavad Gita that, 
one who surrenders to me and holds my lotus feet, the modes won't do anything, the modes won't act on them. The same external energy, Maya, which is keeping us in illusion, the moment we surrender to Krishna, the moment we hold the lotus feet of the Lord and we render devotional service, it converts into his internal energy and helps us to reach Krishna. It converts to Yoga Maya. And the switch is within us, the switch is with us, the key is with us. That is our desire, our desire to enjoy the body, the sense gratification or our desire to act at the Atma level, soul level and render devotional to service, service to Krishna. That sankalpa, that impetus comes from the soul. As soon as that impetus comes from the soul, Krishna in both the cases he allows. When a conditioned soul wants to enjoy, Krishna approves that enjoyment and Krishna gives permission to that. That's why with mercy of Krishna we are able to do that. Otherwise we cannot even move a single step. Not even ant can move without Krishna's permission. Krishna mercifully, he allows us to enjoy if we desire to enjoy. At the same time, if we desire, say that Krishna, I want to know who I am. I want to go back to my eternal home. I want to render service to you. Krishna will remove that curtain of Maya, which is putting at the, which is putting under the illusion that we are these bodies and making us act at the body level. And we will start realizing that we are soul and we act, we do karma with respect to the soul that is devotional service to the Lord. So the key to get over the control of gunas is to render devotional service to the Lord. Then we will transcend these gunas and we will be in Suddha Sattvam and we will be always doing what pleases the Lord. It is not like what pleases me. So as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Tribir Gunamayer Bhavayet Yebi Sarvam Idam Jagat Mohitam Nabi Janati Maam Evyak Param Avyayam. Deluded by the three moods, the whole world doesn't know me. Whom am, whom, who am above the moods and inexhaustible? Because unintelligent agnostics or mohita, illusioned by the three modes of material nature, they cannot understand that Narayana Krishna is the supreme cause of all cause activities. I'm just reading this morning before coming to this session, like my regular Bhagavatam reading. I was reading the sixth chapter, sixth canto, ninth chapter, where uh, the prayers, where it says like, you know, all of us think that we are all mini-gods or we are, we are also gods, we are also controllers. That's why we will not be able to understand Krishna because we are illusioned. Maya illusions us so much so with the influence of the material modes that we all start feeling that we are God and that's why we will not be able to understand Krishna. When we know our eternal nature, the constitutional position of the soul that Soul is part and parcel of Krishna and soul is servant of Krishna and soul is there to be enjoyed, not the enjoyer, to be controlled, not the controller. Then that mood, that bhava that we have, you know, qualifies us to understand Krishna. Ishwara Parama Krishnaha Sachidananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam Krishna who is Govinda is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful, spiritual body and he is the origin of all. He has no other origin for he is the prime cause of all causes. So when we, so Narayana is the cause of all causes, supreme creator, eternal, blissful, swarat, independent. He doesn't have any cause and we will, we may be knowing all these things theoretically but the more we perform devotional service, the more we will be out of the clutches of this modes of material nature and we will be realizing that internally we will be feeling that and we will be understanding Krishna more and we will be loving Krishna more and we will be acting in a way we want to be dear to Krishna and automatically we will be following the Dharma. 6.1.42 Suryognihkammarudhevaha Somah Sanyahani Disha Kamku Haswayam Dharma Iti He Ete Daihasya Sakshinaham 
the sun, fire, sky, air, demigods, moon, evening, day, night, directions, water, land and super soul himself all witness the activities of the living entity. This is so, 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 so wonderful. I just can say when I see this, this is so uh, wonderful. <clears throat> Who are the witnesses of our actions? We will be thinking that another human being is the witness of our actions. But the Amadutas here are saying, you guys are thinking we are wrong, we have come wrongly to take Ajamila. You guys don't know what all this person has done. They will be telling to the Vishnu Dutas later. So, so far you, so far uh, uh, whoever didn't read uh, before, uh, in the first chapter you did not come to know what all the Ajamila has done so far. Like we will be only knowing that Ajamila has left the body saying Narayana and Vishnu Dutas and Emadutas have come and they both are having an argument. Who have, to whom? to which land this soul vegans. So they are telling, like, do you all think that we are doing wrong and uh, what we are doing is like this. The sun, fire, sky, air, demigods, moon, evening, day, night, directions, water, land and super soul. Can we escape any of these when we are performing any kind of an action? No, we cannot. All of these are present when we are doing any kind of an action. How much ever we pose outside like a good person or a nice person or a good devotee, super soul is witness for all our actions. So that kind of puts a check on us. And at the same time, that also gives strength to us that we don't need to get devastated. We don't need to feel depressed. We don't need to lose ourselves. When Even if the whole world thinks that we have done something wrong, but we know that we have done uh, the right thing because super soul inside us knows he is our judge he is the one who is giving uh, who he, he is the one who is judging our actions and our karma and our desires and giving us the next life at the end of this life maybe we may be suffering according to the man-made laws because there is no evidence or anything but actual evidence actual witnesses are all these things panchabhutas and super soul the members of some religious sects, especially Christians, do not believe in the reactions of karma. We once had a discussion with a learned Christian professor who argued that although people are generally punished after the witness of their misdeeds are examined, where are the witnesses responsible for one suffering the reactions of past karma? So this is the argument somebody put towards, Krishna, towards Prabhupada. To such a person, the answer by the Amadutas is given here. A conditioned soul thinks that he is working sleepily and that no one can see his sinful activities. But we can understand from the Sastras that there are many witnesses, including the sun, fire, sky, air, moon, demigods, evening, day, night, directions, water, land and the super soul himself who sits with the individual soul within his heart. Where is the depth of witness? No, we cannot do any action without somebody monitoring us. We may not be caught by the material world, the people in this world, but there are so many witnesses which are witnessing our actions every day. The witnesses and the Supreme Lord both exist and therefore so many living entities are elevated to higher planetary systems or degraded to lower planetary systems including the hellish planets. So, we may be wondering, I have done so much so sincerely the service, kept aside all my family assignments, taking all kinds of insults for the pleasure of the Lord, but nobody has recognized me in this temple. Nobody is glorifying me. Nobody is like, uh, nobody is even talking about it. Oh, it's all now waste. We don't need to worry because there are so many witnesses. There are so many witnesses and Super Soul himself is the biggest witness and that's why we will be elevated to the higher planetary systems if we have done Karma Kanda, Punya Kanda or if we have done devotional service accordingly. And we will be degraded to lower planetary systems if we have done the sinful activities even though nobody knows it. There are no discrepancies for everything is arranged perfectly by the management of Supreme God. 
ಅಪೋಹೃದಯಂಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್
So whether acting piously or impiously, both kinds of action are possible for them because they are contaminated by the three modes of nature and must act accordingly. One who has accepted a material body cannot be inactive and sinful action is inevitable if we are acting under the modes of material nature. Therefore, all living entities within this material world are punishable. So Prabhupada writes immediately. The difference between human beings and non-human beings is that a human is supposed to act according to the directions of the Vedas. Unfortunately, men manufacture their own ways of acting without reference to the Vedas. Therefore, all of them commit sinful actions and are punishable. Why they are becoming punishable? Because the laws are not made according to the Vedas. They made their own laws. Therefore, they punish according to that and that, that's why they are all eligible for the pun, uh, punishments. So here, this verse should make us, uh, should give us an impetus to perform devotional service even more stronger. Because by holding the feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, by uh, by performing devotional service to the Lord, by surrendering to the Lord, we can overcome the modes. We can transcend the modes. 14.21 is Arjuna's question. Oh my dear Lord, by which symptoms is one known who is transcendental to these three modes? What is his behavior and how does he transcend the modes of nature? And... Uh, Krishna answers from 14.25 saying that O son of Pandu, he who does not hate illumination, attachment and delusion when they are present or long for them, when they disappear who is unwavering and undisturbing through all these reactions of the material qualities remaining neutral and transcendental knowing that the modes alone are active who is situated in the self and regards alike happiness and distance who looks upon a lump of earth, a stone and a piece of gold with an equal eye who is equal toward the desirable and undesirable, who is steady, situated equally well in praise and blame, honor and dishonor, who treats alike both friend and enemy, and who has renounced all material activities. Such a person is said to have transcended the modes of nature. So Krishna explained how a person acts when he transcends the modes. What is his behavior? And how does he transcend those modes? That is what we need to know. One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcendence the modes of material nature. One at once transcendence the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. So he says, one who performs devotional service unfailingly in all circumstances. Not like when I am free, I don't have any movie to watch, I don't have any game to watch, I will chant, I will go to temple, but as soon as any of these sense gratification things come up, I will stop. So this unfailing in all circumstances, he will immediately transcend the modes of material nature. And when he transcended, when he trans... When he, when he transcends the modes of material nature, he will not be eligible to punish by Amadutas. Because he is not acting under the modes of material nature. That's how we, uh, we will not see even the gates of the hell if we engage ourselves in the devotional service. And how do we engage ourselves in the devotional service? Sravanam, Kirtanam. Those are the two first things. Hearing and chanting. Hearing and chanting. Hearing and chanting. We may be thinking that I have heard a lot. I know now a lot. We have to hear until we develop the taste. Right now, we are feeling like that I have done enough. That means we don't have the taste. That means we are still diseased. So we have to hear, we have to hear more and more. We have to chant more and more so that we cleanse ourselves of our sinful, rea sinful reactions and we can develop nishtha and we stop doing anarthas, shraddha, Anarthanivruti. After we overcome anarthanivruti, after we stop committing offenses, that's when we become steady in our devotional service. That's when we become unfailing in all circumstances. And after that, we get ruchi. So before that, until we go to that stage, we will not have ruchi. We will feel like I have done enough. There is so much I am doing. I don't need to do any more. 
If we are feeling like that means we are still having the disease. That is the symptom of disease. We have to perform devotional service more and more with lot of quality, lot of uh, uh, humbleness, humility, um, and then sincerely render devotional service to the Lord. Our chanting and our hearing are our pillars for our sadhana, and we should be very serious about them. I will stop here, and I have covered until one point um, six point one point forty four. So 45 is tomorrow. Any questions, comments, corrections, um, uh, devotees, please uh, go ahead. And uh, thank you all so much for this opportunity. Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you so much for enlightening us. I request all the devotees, if they have any questions or query, please go ahead and ask. Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna. Hare Mataji, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu Dandavat Pranam. All you wish to see the power in the Mataji, thank you for a wonderful and nectarian class. Uh, as uh, always you give. Uh, only one small uh, question or you can say doubt like before coming to Krishna consciousness one may be committing many sinful acts even after getting into Krishna consciousness some sinful acts knowingly or unknowingly so but the way uh, you mentioned Shravanam and Kirtanam and completely into devotional services without any material bonding then will the gate be cleared for that individual no doubt Prabhu. it will be completely cleared krishna clears the past and future sinful tendencies and presently feeling uh, to do because Sarva Dharman Parithyacha Mamekam Saranam Raja Aham Tvam Sarva Papebhyo. He did not say that I will only get rid of this Papas, that Sarva Papebhyo. We might have been be the most sinful person. We may have done. And now also we may be doing knowingly or unknowingly. So, and then we, we don't know. So that's why we hold the lotus feet of the Lord, seeking His shelter, asking Him, Krishna. How much ever I try, sometimes I get under the illusion of my own things, the enemies that I have and I commit. So we just need to surrender to the Lord and keep our chanting and hearing. Krishna will take care of the rest. Eventually, it is not that Krishna will give us a pass saying that, okay, you can do the mistake, still I'll take you. He will cleanse us. He will, uh, he will uh, remove all our previous sins. And He will also cleanse our heart in such a way that the propensity to sin goes away from us. That is the real prize chitta. If we see in the beginning of this chapter, Sukadev Parikshit Maharaj discards Karma Kanda and Gnana Kanda saying that these are not the real prize chittas. What if I go again and sin? So the real prize chitta, the real atonement for the sins that we have done in the past or in the present or in the future is actually devotional service to the Lord. He will remove everything and then he will, uh, he will also remove from our heart because right now we may be thinking that okay by chanting I may have cleared all my previous sins and uh, right now I am chanting so maybe um, I am uh, uh, I'm not sinful anymore, I am acting very saintly but there may be the bijas, the seeds inside us which, uh, which has come from our past lives and they have not seen a circumstance yet to come out like sometimes we, be, we will be good as long as the circumstance doesn't push us. And that may come in future when that uh, situation comes. Even those things will be also cleansed by our devotional service to the Lord. It's guaranteed, 100% guaranteed. Krishna says in ninth chapter, Apicheta Duracharo. You might be somebody who has been very sinful. But still you are very, you are sadhu to me, you are saintly to me the moment you take up the devotional service. So that's why you know, sometimes we get caught up in our own anardhas, in our own uh, 
uh, uh, uh, things or in our own bad qualities, and we will be focusing on that so much during that. I have to get rid of this. I have to get rid of this. We need to have that thought, but we should be depending more on Krishna. That Krishna take this away from me. This is what is making me do another. So by do by focusing on our quality of our devotional service, we will be protecting ourselves from future sins. Present sins and past sins, no doubt in it. Thank you, Mahapari. Thank you, Prabhu. This is our chanting and our hearing and our reading. Yes. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Now all blessed with you. Bless you. Nice class and. <coughs> nice realizations uh, in spoke as well as uh, references from the scriptures uh, so much enlightening especially that sometimes uh, we come across the material law uh, made by uh, people covered uh, in uh, uh, full of four defects uh, and uh, think that they are eligible to make laws themselves uh, but uh, yeah they we sometimes we come in conflict and we may not be uh maybe we are contravention uh, uh to to the material law i mean to the man made laws but uh, chaitanya guru uh, uh super soul uh, and the scriptures and the guru shastra shastra and the directions are impeccable and uh, we should not uh, waver in such a situation and uh, follow uh, the bhagavad dharma uh, perfectly so that uh, we don't have to at the basically the punishment is at the end and this punishment is uh, is uh, the punishment by man made laws um temporary i mean they are insignificant compared to the punishment that we may get uh, otherwise in uh, by the jamdutas so yeah then that's a nice uh, reflection that i'm carrying sometimes <coughs> this uh, because in the living in the material world we are always subjected uh, to the uh, man made laws uh, uh, so that's nice and also the emphasis uh, on the uh, on the chanting uh, that is uh, again and again reemphasized uh, so that helps uh, keeping us grounded and uh, humble uh, thank you mother ji hari krishna Thank you, Prabhu. All glory to Sri Lanka and Guru Krishna. Hare Krishna.